Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. A frame of reference, I say, um, if I can't read and you put me in the library, what is that to me? It's nothing but a building. But right, if you equip me and teach me how to read and help me understand the value of what all is in that library, man, that can change my life. I could, I could be, I could change the world. So it's starting with, it's starting with their perspective, and and and, and being very minimal and simple, um, simplifying the message that hey, just get in love with educating yourself. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, today we have a, a special guest. His name is Chad Allen. And he's the Director of Student Athlete Development at Morgan State University. And so with Chad, you know, we had a really good conversation on some of the things, some of the hiccups that student athletes have when it comes to transitioning out of sport, out of school. And there's a, you know, there's a big disconnect of what it takes to be able to thrive and use your degree and also use your athletic background to help propel you to become the best person that you can be off of the field or off of the court. There's a lot of different things that are transferable and this can it really open up my eyes. It's not just about student athletes, but people who are lacking the awareness or identifying what leadership is and how you can apply that to your life. So um, sit back. This will be a great conversation. Um, Chad has a great way of communicating 
and I'm really excited for you guys to, to check it out. Also, check out my book. You can go to yourultimateplaybook.com to get it. It's jam-packed. It's 154 pages. I only have, I, I try to keep it small. I have short chapters. <laughs> I, it's like I wanted to read a book, and so I end up writing one. But it has the keys of what leadership is, its influence, and it really breaks it all the way down. And it also helps you with identifying those different environments that can cause you to have success or that can bring you to failure. Um, it talks about building a relationship roadmap and how to get you from point A to point B when you're done playing your sport. Okay, so check it out if you need any type of guidance. Um, please shoot me an email. I'm one email away. All right, the Shark Effect Podcast at gmail.com. All right, here we go. Thank you for being a guest on the Shark Effect. Um, I'm I'm excited to you know to talk with you and kind of share you know your journey and, and and what you're doing now and and whatnot. But can you kind of give my listeners just a little um, a little brief kind of like a two minute you know I'm gonna say spiel, but a two minute like who is Chad Allen? What are you doing? And uh, yeah, yeah, we take it from there. I got you, man. So. Uh, Chad Allen, uh, born and raised Baltimore, Maryland. I'm here at Morgan State University in Baltimore. Um, so just kind of who I am, man, I, I look at myself um, as, as, as a change agent. Um, I think of myself as a servant leadership philosophy where I'm the type that, that, that gets in and, and, and really gets my hands dirty. Um, I like to oversee things, but at the same time, I like to be on the ground so I can, I can really hear and understand my people that I'm serving. So um, I work in a student-athlete space um, here really working with about 300 student athletes uh, 14 different varsity division one sports um, so my sole job at the end of the day is to you know create a, a atmosphere and environment that's the betterment of their welfare overall and then their overall experience um, we do that and our leadership i mean our student athlete development we do that through four pillars uh, we do that through personal growth leadership development Career readiness and community engagement. So, um, again, man, I'm just I'm just a, a cog in the wheel, so to speak. But no, I look at myself as, as as a change agent, and ultimately, my goal is to to create opportunities, but also um, help these student athletes achieve their best version of themselves. So, um, in a nutshell, that's kind of uh, who I am professionally. Outside of this, man, um, I'm a mentor. I'm a son. I'm a father. Um, I'm all these things um, to 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 culminate to this one person that, again, I try to use my experiences to impact others. I believe in paying it forward. Um, I've been blessed to have some opportunities. I've been mostly known as a football guy, uh, being a coach, being a developer of talent, working with NFL guys, NFL organizations, helping athletes really manage those transitional points in life and help them to kind of develop again to be the best version of themselves. So um, I've had a a long journey from coaching and, and working at some Division One uh, collegiate programs. Uh, like I said, working with some NFL teams, working with individual NFL uh, players, and now I'm in the administration side. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm still coaching. I'm doing I'm doing a lot of life coaching now, but um, I'm still coaching and still developing people. And that's just that's just the space I love to be in. So, uh, in a nutshell, man, that's that's kind of who I am. Man, that's so dope. Man, can you tell us a little bit? Because yeah, you, you said all that, but then also I know you're you're an athlete, former athlete. Former athlete, yes, yes. I uh, played football 
at Morehouse College. Um, I went there on a full scholarship. I was their, their number one recruit. And I talk about that, but at the end of the day, I was their number one recruit. I feel in the sense that they they don't even understand how they was changing my life. I was a non-qualifier at the time. During those days, it was called a Prop 48. So I was unable to take my Division One scholarships. Um, and the Division Two came in. Um, the head coach, Coach Anthony Jones, and his lead recruiter, um, uh, Mike Pitts, who's an Alabama legend, NFL guy, defensive line, former defensive lineman. And the Coach Jones, he played tight end. He was with Doug Williams on that Super Bowl team with, with the Redskins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, these were NFL guys. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, they knew what they were doing. They, they put a culmination of some great talent. A lot of us were in that same position. Um, guys that could have went Division One from the South that, that end up being non-qualifiers. Um, but at the same time, we qualified for the Division Two. So um, I had an opportunity to go to prep school, Fork Union Military Academy. I wasn't really feeling the military at the time as a 17-year-old. Uh, Baltimore, you know, a little wild, little little wet behind the ears, still trying to figure out life, man. I wasn't ready for that. So uh, mom mom said, hey, don't, no worries. We're going to take that full scholarship to that academic institution. And it changed my life because um, at that point, man, I stopped looking at myself so much as an athlete because that's what I did. But I was looking at that as my identity and and, and Morehouse really helped shape and, and, and show me that I was more than just a football player and I had a bigger uh, destiny ahead of me. And, that, and that's what I'm doing now. Man, I love that. So you talk about like identity and, and these, you know, different opportunities, I think, not just football players, but these these student athletes or athletes in, in general. But man, they have so many different opportunities that that come their way. They don't they're not even intentional about or they don't even see it. What are some of the things that that you do in your like in your role to like help these athletes see these opportunities? You're not just see them, but like, how do you act on them? Like, what well, does it what does it take for them to? to be able to see it and then act on it. Well, what we've, what we've done here um, under the great leadership of Dr. Ed Scott, um, we've been able to create a summer bridge program. Um, our associate AD, um, a student, uh, academic and student services, um, he's really taking um, a pivotal role in making sure that we are invested in our student athletes in the early, in the early stages. So we do it in recruiting, where we start giving the information about what we're doing once they commit and what they're going to be, um, I guess, equipped to have coming in. So they're prepared coming in in the summer where we get them acclimated into uh, one or two academic courses to get them to understand the value of academics and eligibility. Is but that also, the Summer Bridge? Is, yes. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, so, so the Summer Bridge also not only develops academically, but it gives us a chance to have some of those uh, one-on-one conversations to introduce things that we talk about as far as how we're going to develop them and uh, personal growth, how we're going to develop them and leadership and career readiness. So when we start unveiling these things in the fall and the spring, they're taking advantage of them. They understand that they're coming. Um, so again, the first the first year is really about education. Um, it's really about helping the freshmen understand, okay, what is the value of a resume? What is the value of going to a networking event? Not really pushing it on them, um, but educating them first, right? Then yeah. their sophomore year, then we start uh, exposing them a little bit, giving them a little taste, trying to, you know, indoctrinate internships, moving a little forward in the needle. Um, you know, we now have developed that resume, so now we're putting things on the resume, looking for those internships, building the LinkedIn, understanding how to have a professional network, um, then the junior year, 
um, we start to try to get experience, like really try to get them involved with experiences and, and, and exposure uh, will be the last piece because um, then we're trying to put them out there, man, and get them real life opportunities as far as uh, real life jobs. So uh, it, it's really like a, a process each year. It's a developmental model um, where we're just kind of building on it. But at the same time, we're not forcing it on them because we understand that the student athletes, they don't know what they don't know. So before I can really hold you accountable and, and, and throw all this stuff in front of you, man, I got to start educating. I always use the reference, a frame of reference. I say, um, if I can't read and you put me in the library, what is that to me? It's nothing but a building. But right, if you equip me and teach me how to read and help me understand the value of what all is in that library, man, that could change my life. I could, I could be, I could change the world. So it's starting with, it's starting with their perspective and, 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 and being very minimal and simple. Um, simplifying the message that, hey, just get in love with educating yourself, get in love with learning, right? We want to encourage lifelong learning. So it starts there, man, but it's it's more or less a three, four-year developmental process between education, um, empowerment and exposure, um, and then just gaining experiences. Man, I love that framework. I've never really heard of it like that, like broken down, like especially when I was, you know, when I was in school and trying to figure things out. It was like, I didn't know what opportunities that was there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with the, with, with alumni, with oh, alumni who, that, you know, who want to help out, not just, you know, students that go into the same school as, you know, they did, but mm-hmm. especially athletes. Correct. Like, can you talk on that a little bit about like, man, yeah. what, what separates like these athletes and how do they, how do they tap into that alumni? That's, that's the other thing, like you said, um, we have a very good alumni base here. We try to develop a mentoring program where we connect them. Uh, we try to engage uh, our alumni, not far as asking them for money, but asking for them to be involved, right, to come back, talk with the student-athletes. So we have panels throughout the year where we incorporate, um, like we do something with the female student-athletes, women in sports, and we bring back, uh, we have coaches, we have administrators, we have a lot of prominent uh, former student-athletes who are doing great things. Uh, running their own companies and we get them to come back so they can see it, man, and, oh. and understand and hear the message. But then not only that, um, we have a, a actually we have a, a, a partnership with the University of Maryland and CVS Health um, that's coming up next Wednesday on the 2nd. And they're offering 50 internships. Right. So what we're doing oh. is we're we're partnered together to kind of say, hey, we bring our student athletes, bring your student athletes. That gives them a chance to network across um you know, the state, but also not just in their own alumni base, but this is a student athlete. And I look at it like, man, you're a student athlete for life. And no matter where you go, it's like a brotherhood, sisterhood. When you find out someone went through that same thing with you, but the panelists that are working for CVS are all former student athletes. So they're in different levels of the company and being able to speak back to the experiences of how, how like what they have and those skills, how they were able to trans like transfer those skills into that corporate world, right? But yeah. in a way that is simplified and you understand, um, because we do speak a certain code of language as, as an athlete, right? It's certain things that only we understand for us, the day-to-day life, the demands, the expectations, um, the difficulty in transitioning for something that you identified yourself with for so long. For many of us, we've been playing these sports since we were kids. And now we turn around and, and we've been playing the sport longer than we've been <laughs> a, a living as far as on our own in some degree. So making yeah. that tough decision or understanding 
how to navigate. Um, it's very unique experience and, and you need people to kind of be from that to, to help you, um, to guide you, man, to give you that insight. Man, that is so, man, that's so dope to, to be a part of that and see that and, and expose them, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to people who are, you know, I kind of have that same, let me say background, but you know, if they play sport, you, you're, you're right, man. You, you know what struggle is, you know how mm-hmm. to overcome setbacks. And so do you find that, is it the toughest, like what is one of the toughest things that, that you kind of deal with in terms of like personal development and when these, these athletes, when they, when they leave, you know, they're a senior and they graduate, what are some of the toughest things that, that they deal with? Um, I say coming in um, for us in the beginning, um, of course, coaches recruit talent and they bring in the talent and they want to coach their talent. But some of the most difficult things now with this group um, of generation and these student athletes now coming in, social emotional learning. Um, they don't have soft skills. They don't understand how to critical think. They don't understand how to problem solve. Or they don't know how to stand effectively communicate as well as uh, decision making, right? Simple things that, you know, the way we were brought up, we were required to do. It's funny because I always remember my mom, I was looking for stuff or she'd tell me to do something and I'd be like, oh, I can't find it. You know, you, you'd get that quick glance so you can get back to playing the game and doing whatever you're doing. And she's like, well, you need to look until you find it. And that's that's teaching me things that these kids don't like that taught me how to persevere that taught me how to 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 fail at something but also keep going that taught me how to say okay how do i problem solve and figure out what i need to get and what i need to do so i can get back to doing what i want to do right so it was those things i was inadvertently learning those skills just by the way we were brought up the way community and the way it was now today kid can just google it's quick it's fast they, they, it's almost like a cheat code. So they don't have to go through the process. So they think they can skip steps and success. You cannot skip steps. It's, it's, it is what it is. As they say, it takes what it takes. And um, yeah. it's a process, man. It's a journey. And, and they always want to skip it on the back end. Um, far as being able to transition out, um, there are two factors. I think that identity piece is always going to be tough. Um, whether you get hurt and you, and you retire early, whether you don't get drafted, whether you, pursue other uh, interests and things. I think that transition because of what people expect you to be coming in or what people think you're supposed to be able to, you know, you six, seven and don't want to play basketball anymore. People are like, well, what are you going to do? Right. You, you sit yeah. on the desk, but this guy might be a great artist or a drawer or, you know, just a great mind and something else. Um, so at the end of the day, I think that is, that is a difficult position, but then also um, they're very equipped now as far as they're smart they have all of these tools. They have all of these experiences through the social media and internet, but they're not ready for real life. That's one thing I'm seeing. I'm seeing student athletes who are not ready to graduate, and they're just like, "Hey, no I, way. like I, I'm not ready for the real world." Like, right? like, so, like, what do you mean by that? Like ready for to pay like, bills? I'm not ready, but they grown. You know, I'm grown. I, but, they, <laughs> but, but, but fundamentally they're not ready the responsibility right they're used to having people do things for them help mm-hmm. them out you know sometimes i think college is great and sometimes i think it's it's it's, it's tough because it's, it's a false sense of reality what the real world is and unfortunately you you really can't prepare for it other than get into it um you know you're going you're going to be struggling with your bills you're going you're going to be a little late on the rent you, know, you got to learn some things yeah. um because what happens if you get fired, right? They're used to this this constant scholarship check. That bill get paid. 
that they can leave the lights on all day in the dorm room and stuff like that. In the real world, you can't do that, right? <laughs> you know, there's no equipment, man, doing your laundry, man. You gotta, you gotta make sure you got your own laundry, and, you know, and those sorts of things. So, um, just the, I think, the reality that that they have to do it and take over the reins, I think that is very scary uh, for a lot of the, the student athletes in this generation. Wow. Yeah, man, that's a that's a great point. Um, you know, you're talking about the personal development. Mm-hmm. Right. Personal development and using that as a recruitment type of tool, because that was something that I don't know if, you know, you back in the day. I know for me, there was no personal development in, in terms of recruiting. <laughs> it was like, hey, you're going to get education. You're going to get you on the field. We're going to play in bowl games. You're going to mm-hmm. get TV and possibility, a chance of playing professionally. That was mm-hmm. the recruitment tool. It yeah. was nowhere near talking about making you a, a better person, like developing you as a male or a female that can go out into society and thrive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, that's such a, a, such a big, a big piece. I'm hearing more and more uh, often. Can you like, when it comes to personal development, what are some tips or what are some keys that can help these athletes to, to know that, um, that their identity is not just their sport. Well, I, I think, um, you know, first and foremost, with just, you know, the NCAA does a great job in talking about wellness and putting that at the forefront as far as the experience. Um, you know, student athletes now have so much that it's too many options sometimes and they need to develop balance, right? They need to just settle down sometimes and find ways um, to just take advantage of self-care and wellness. Um, and I think that's just – that's just what we all need to do. It's, it's not so much um, of a, as an athlete, but personal growth, I think, is something that we all have to do because we have to understand there's transitional phases in life. We're going to go from different points and different points, and we can't be that same person. We can't utilize those same tools each and every transition because it requires something different. So when I went to high school, it's not the same thing I needed when I went to college. When I went to college, it wasn't the same thing I needed transitioning out of college. So um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we try to focus on again that that, that self wellness and self care, um, far as far as you know personal growth specifically, um, because everybody is different and personal growth. We really try to you know focus on teaching them a growth mindset, um, the advantage of being a lifelong learner, and understanding that okay how you do something now or what is now is not set in stone. If we keep working, if we put forth effort, if we keep trying, um, you'll keep developing yourself and you'll keep redefining that right as as p diddy used to say back in the day the remix king right he was he was always remixing a song right like yeah you're gonna be a certain foundational piece but you have to constantly rebrand yourself remix yourself um to this transitional stages that you go so that's just part of life man you got to evolve um so at the end of the day the personal growth i think it's it's really on the forefront now because we're talking about student athletes who come in with so many diverse backgrounds as far as going to schools, going to training, different things. So a coach really wants to just coach. But when you have so much going on in a 19-year-old mind and so many options, how do they how, how do they manage all of that, right? The management of expectations, that is very difficult. Now, back then, you didn't have to – like you said, it was four things they talked about. Come here, do your grades, stay eligible, play, and then you have a chance playing pro ball. 
that was as hard as life was for us. These kids now, it's NIL, transfer portal, being able to graduate early, come to school early. Are you going to be a five-star? Are you? That's a lot to manage, man. So we can't omit that these things are going on with a kid and they need to be able to balance those things. So you have to kind of teach them ways to be able to, again, like I said, to have uh, self-care and be able to uh, just manage everything that comes along with being a student athlete, man. Mm. No, that's, man, those are great points. So let me ask you, because, you know, this is called the shark effect. And, you know, at one point I had a shark effect, meaning, you know, when I was met in this, you know, in this environment, I was comfortable, right? I was very comfortable. And then all of a sudden I was playing with the San Diego Chargers. And then uh, the, the staff, the general manager, they decided to put a small shark in my tank. His name was Quentin Jammer. So mm. they drafted Quentin Jammer in the fifth, in, you know, with the fifth pick in the first round. And when they did that, that was my shark. So because things was nice and smooth, now they put a small shark in my tank. And now I started to swim. I started to do a, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was that fish. And I'm, man, I'm, man, I was moving. I was motivated. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me like some of the things that, or maybe one thing that, you know, what's, what's the shark in your tank? I mean, I say the shark in my tank is, is being able to stay up on the times, man. Being, being with 18 to 23 year old student athletes, man, they keep you on your toes. Right. The, the, the shock in the tank is I can't talk to them like somebody talked to me and I can't lean on that. Right. So they challenge me to stay relevant. They challenge me to meet them where they are. Like I have to continue. That's why I say I like to be on the ground, because sometimes you have to understand where these student athletes are coming from in order to even help. them. So for me, it's just that constant adjustment. It's like technology. A student athlete that came in eight years ago is not the student athlete that comes in now. So I can't just rest on my, on my, on my loyals and, and think that, okay, I know everything. And, and so that constantly keeps me on my toes, uh, being able to, to be challenged by the new uh, generation. Mm, so you, so you got to be able to adapt. You gotta because be if able you to don't adapt, adapt, then you're going to, they're going to be like, Oh man, that's, man, that's Coach Allen, man. That's, that's he's a, exactly. He don't know. I tell you, in 2012 or 2010 to 2012, I was at West Virginia University and I was basically in a similar role, but it wasn't even called this. There was no life skill, student athlete development. There was no player development. Um, I was on the coaching side as, you know, as a player personnel guy, right? Just managing things. But I oversaw academics, the, the, the life stuff, dealing, you know, with guys off the field, dealing with families, talking about career. So... At the end of the day, I saw this before it was this, but I, I I don't operate the way I did then with a Tavon Austin and a Geno Smith with the player now. Like these these, these in the league, they're old guys. They're in their ninth, tenth year in the league, but they're not old for it. It's not that far ago. So when parents think, well, I did the recruiting with my son six years ago. Okay, well, recruiting is very different from six years ago to now because guess what? That son you had or that, that daughter you had then, there was no transfer portal competing, you know? So now you're talking about transfer portal. Like, it's it's a whole different perspective. It's a whole different narrative. But you have to stay on top of these things as a parent, as a coach, as an administrator, as a player. It's like technology. You got to stay You got to stay on the cutting edge and think about it in an innovative way. But also, like you said, be willing to adapt as it comes. I, th- I think that's one of my greatest traits. I'm able to adapt 
um, in the middle of something um, and, and, and adjust quickly. So I can assess it and adjust quickly and, and don't lose a beat. And that's a transferable skill. It gives me goosebumps because those are some of the things, you know, I know in, in my sport, but football, man, you had to be able to read and react, right? Mm-hmm. Read and react and adjust. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to, to f- be a problem solver, like on the go. On the go. And I think that, that that's that, I think that's how we think as DBs, right? Former defensive backs, um, we get out there and we, we we get it. We got our you know our, our call. We get out there. We, we we see that wide receiver break from the huddle. We trying to see his landmark. Where is he going, right? So because depending on where he goes, lets us know. Okay, this could be this route. Could be that route. Then once he, you know, launches off the line of scrimmage, the ball is high. He's coming towards you. Is he stemming me? Is he doing like? At the end of the day, all of this is, is fast paced and you have to read, react. And then when somebody see the end, end result, when you get a pass deflection or, or, or interception, I never knew that play when that play was starting. That wide receiver knew that play, but I didn't know that play. Right. So for me to be able to be in position at the end of the play, I did a lot of read, reacting and adjusting. In the, in, in the process, man. And it's just, when you're so good at it, it seems so seamless as we like to say, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's like You don't art. think about it. Oh, you don't <laughs> think about it, man. So I just try to rely on those same uh, transferable, tangible skills, just being confident and knowledgeable enough in the foundation and then take what I get, man. You know, just man. never sweat, right? Just never yeah. sweat. With, not that I'm always right, but if I'm always confident in my mind, then, you know, Who's going, who's going to second guess or question it? But if I come and I'm, I don't know, and I'm always seeming like I, uh, I'm caught off guard, then yeah, you know, because sometimes I am caught off guard, but I, I access it, I put it in my tool belt, and I go back and I say, I got to research this tomorrow. They're going to have some questions for me tomorrow, so I can't fake it. I can't fake it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm calling a colleague or something, man. So no, but but just that willingness to adapt. Yeah. Man, I love that. Um, so, so you talk about like, man, with, with confidence, because that confidence is something that I think most athletes, most successful athletes, they have this confidence, but once we are done with our sport and we're in the real world, whatever, you know, air quotes, real world, it's like, how do we, can it be transferred? Can that confidence be transferred or turned into something that can help them have success off the field. I'm interested to hear your your deal because, like, it took me a, it took me a while to gain confidence into like speaking, like mm-hmm. you know, public speaking. It took it took confidence in me being able to share my story. It took confidence for me to be able to, you know, when I was training, I didn't have confidence. I, I just mm-hmm. used to always roll back to my experience. I mean, I played ball. I can train mm-hmm. you, or I can do this. But I, I think, well, I'm just interested to hear, you know, how do you transfer that or can you transfer that confidence? So to answer the first question, yes, you can transfer it. How you transfer it, and I think it's, a, it's, it's so simple, man, but we, we, we omit it in the sense that you, you, you transfer it and you develop it by just like practice. You get reps. It's all about the reps, right? So, so that's the thing. You get reps in your sport. Like, I'm going to put up some shots. I'm a, I'm a sharpshooter. Steph Curry is he's a shooter because how many reps he put up, right? Shaquille O'Neal is a great businessman because of how many portfolios he reviewed, how many investments he looked at. He's guiding reps into that form of life. So he's just transitioned what he did in his sport, just like a football player or, or basketball, baseball, wrestling, whatever sport you play, the key to success is reps, right? And, and, and at the end of the day, if I go out here 
and I do one speaking engagement and I've never spoken before, do I expect myself to be a first round draft pick when I've been playing football for 12 years and I've been backpedaling and all this training? It's not equal. But if I was to put the same amount of work in, practice on my own, do some voice recordings, do some small sessions in my community before I did big motivational speaking or different things like that, then I get on on stage, I'd be one of the best speakers there because my confidence will come from my consistency, right? So if I consistently do something, I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to find my little uh, niches and, and, and all. So then guess what? When I step on that stage, when I step in that interview room, I'm going to be confident. So that's why I think as I prepare these student athletes for career, that's what it's about. It's about getting them in front of as many opportunities to get the reps in the three to four years. So when you come out and it's time for you to graduate, you're not nervous about getting a job. You're not nervous about an interview, man. I, I challenge my freshmen. I challenge my sophomores. We're doing interviews right now. If nothing else, if we don't get the internship, we have a learning experience because we didn't know what it took to even be prepared for an interview. So now the next interview, you know how much work goes in. Now you're just starting to tweak, right? So then when you get in there, you're no longer nervous. You're going in confident. So reps, man, relentless effort, pursuing success, as I call it, but reps. I love that. And then at the at the end of the day, all that, put it, and then you be you. Be you. Be you. <laughs> That's one of the things I, I tell my, I tell my, you know, my son who's who's playing in the NFL now, is before every game, I said, You've worked on this. I hey, just go out there and be you. You ain't got to be nobody else. Okay. I tried it. I tried to be Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one point I tried it and I was like, man, I, I can't I don't work. I gotta just figure figure this out, figure out what you know what he does or what other people do, and try to steal a little bit. And I like that technique, and I like that. And I just yeah, and I just practice it, and then it's me. It's me, yeah, yeah. It be, and, and you know, being your authentic self is is always going to lead you in the right path, man. Because at the end of the day, um, like you just said, we can't be nobody else. You only can be yourself. Now you can take some things from people and try to adjust and, and, and incorporate it into your lifestyle, your game whatever it is, your practice. But at the end of the day, you are the core foundation and you only know you, right? So why Dion did those moves, you don't know what went through his mind to do those moves, right? But you might steal some technique based on alignment and, and certain things pre-snap. But at the end of the day, when that ball snap, you back to Alex. And what, is, what makes what makes Alex, you know, put that foot in the ground and drive or what makes Alex, you know, and you got to trust it, man. You got to trust yourself because like you said, you've gotten to that point. And how did you get to that point? You. So trust it. Just keep trusting it. Nah, man, but that, that you're right on. You're right on, Alex. You're right on. I love that, man. Hey, this is great, Chad. Man, I appreciate you being a guest on the Shark Effect. Can you do me a favor? Can you share with people, you know, if they want to get more of you, whether it's, uh, you know, LinkedIn or you're on Instagram or or yeah. uh, anything like that? Um, so for me, definitely um, on Twitter or Instagram, I'm at Be More Chad. I'm more of a Twitter guy, but... Um, it's the same handle at B M O R E Chad, one word, um, LinkedIn, you know, Chad Allen, you can type my name in, uh, as far as LinkedIn. One thing I, I would like to leave before I get off here, Alex, Please. um, when you talk about, you know, student athlete development and player development, one thing that I talk about now with coaches and administrators, um, you have to eliminate the bad recruiting. And I'm kind of an acronym guy, but bad recruiting, meaning B-A-D. So B is for behavioral risk. 
A is for academic risk and D is for the developmental risk. Those are three areas when you're evaluating a student athlete or a player, you must assess those because when you talk to me about what makes me, you know, develop or work with someone on a personal growth, well, if they have a behavioral high risk, maybe it's a character flaw or something like that, that's a person that really needs to have some one-on-one to work. If they're academic risk and they're high academic risk and Maybe they need some tutoring coming in. They need a learning specialist. They need, these are things that we can identify early on to help them be successful. And if they're developmental risk, then we know that, okay, this guy's going to be, a, or, or this, this young lady is going to be a role player initially. So when we're having conversations, you're helping them understand their level of, of development and their role so their expectations aren't too high. They don't lose their confidence, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes they can lose their confidence because they come in thinking they're going to be a starter and they're redshirting, or they think they're going to be a starter, and they're just a role player. So uh, with coaches in my, in my lane, because I was a former coach and I'm not in administration, I sit at the table with, with both perspectives. And what I try to do is, again, eliminate the bad recruiting, and that's one of my assessment tools. I assess the behavioral risk, potential of a student athlete, the academic risk, and the developmental risk. And if all three are too high and we don't have the resources, that's not a great recruiting um pick up that's unsustainable so each institution may be different you know you may be able to do something here at morgan state that you can't do at another institution or vice versa so we have to assess that where we are and um at the end of the day i feel that always will lead us to success and helping us find the right uh student athletes file program man that's a that's a great tool and thank you for sharing that that is yeah, that is dope man well hey Man, thank you once again, man. I yes, love sir. to have you on yes, again. Sir. I love to have you on again. We're having yes, a great sir. conversation yes, and you dropping dropping nuggets of information, man. So thank you very much. Hey, and I thank you for your listeners being able to tune in. And again, um, you know, Alex has a lot going on. Definitely get with this book. If My you man. haven't gotten this book, get that book, man. Because uh, it is definitely helping me, someone like myself who's in the seat every day to really help guide my student athletes. So it's a great read for me, a resource for me and understanding what I need to do, but also a great resource for them so they can understand the simplified message of how to transition and use those skills that they already have. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to, to transition what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. 
recognizing the power of your environment is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.